Thank you for listening to the Convergence Podcast. We pray that God speaks to you during this message and that he moves in your life. I just felt like the Lord um, just wanted to just bring a, it's almost like a strong word of, of exhortation and a strong word of encouragement. It's almost like I just want to make a declaration for about 30 minutes about, uh, you know, Jesus being Lord of all and reigning in his kingdom. And this is where you and I are. We are in the kingdom of God. And I just want to go ahead and just give you guys scripture and just really want to encourage your hearts because there's so much... There's so much information. I know that a lot of you are dialing into, you know, what's going on in California, what's going on in the Silicon Valley, what's going on in our, in our counties, what's going on in our cities, what's going on in the nation, and, you know, what's going on globally, and we're, you know, we're, we're connecting, we want to know. I, I just trust that we're praying. I, I, I know I brought this word to you guys last week. It came out of Philippians chapter 4, 6, and 7, it says, don't be anxious for anything. So don't, we, we, can't, we can't worry and get caught up in the, let's just say the hysteria, because sometimes we can move that direction. We can feel ourselves moving that direction, and we just have to jump back to the place of safety and security in the kingdom of God. And so... So let's not be anxious for anything. I just refuse to be anxious for anything. I mean, through prayer and supplication or petition, make your requests known to God and the God of peace. We keep hearing that, peace, peace. The God of peace will guard your hearts. And so remember what I said last week, it's like a century standing in front of the door of your heart guarding your heart, but that comes when you move into the presence of God, like we have to be intentional, right? So, so we live in the presence, we know the presence of God is around us, we know the presence of God, you know, like he, he, you know, he covers, his, his glory covers the planet and all that, but there's the levels of the presence of God, and we have to be intentional to get ourselves in the presence, and the, you know, when I start feeling tension, then I, I, that's an indicator to me that I've, I've, I've dropped, you know, the peace of God somewhere. I dropped it, his peace somewhere. I have to go find it. Like, where did, I find, where did I drop it? Pick it back up. Pick it back up. Walk in it. And, and as kingdom people, we should be the most joyful, hope-filled, strategic people on the planet. That, that we don't ignore what's going on around us, but but we're acting different. There's a, there's, a, there's a peace, there's a confidence in God that goes beyond all understanding, and people are trying to figure that out. They should be looking at our lives and saying, why aren't you tripping out? It's just like we know that God's got it all in control. We're praying, we're believing, we're just not being, we're not being, we're not being passive, we're being aggressive in our faith, but that doesn't mean we're striving. It just means that we're in this place of peace contending. And so I just want to encourage you guys, like, let the, let the peace of God that goes beyond all understanding just permeate your heart, saturate you, so you could actually hear from a place of rest and not panic and get caught up in all the hysteria and all the politics that are, that are going on and all the, 
And all the charts and all the graphs and all the things that are, that are you know, in front of us, whether it's, you know, good, whether it's bad, whatever it is, it just make sure that we keep the main thing the main thing. And that is that we don't, we don't put our head in the sand, but at the same time, we have to be in this place of walking in peace and trust and love and hope. And that is actually not just sustaining us, it's actually propelling us. And so I just, would want, I just, I just feel like for some of you, you just need to fight for that. You just need to make a, a resolve and be super intentional to live from that place. Not that we're not aware, again, not that we're, we're you know, we're, we're not uh, informed, but we're actually, we're actually informed, but we're actually moving in this place of, of peace. John 16, it was really interesting. Someone from our church just sent this to me this morning, and I was, I was actually contemplating this verse, but John 16, says, in everything I've taught you, this is Jesus speaking, in everything I taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you. The peace that is in Jesus <laughs> will be in you and will give you great confidence. In fact, I just want you to go ahead and say, just say great confidence. The peace of God gives us great confidence as you rest in me. It's the peace of God that's in Jesus, he's the Prince of Peace, will give you and he'll give us great confidence as we rest. Confidence comes from this place of resting in God. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous for I have conquered the world. Jesus has conquered the world. Jesus has conquered the world. I'm just saying that he governs the nations. You're gonna keep hearing me say that. I feel like we just need to champion that over and over again. And the call is from this place of rest, we receive his peace, which actually puts us in this place where God's people can be courageous knowing that Jesus has conquered the world. So let's choose to stand in that, that passage that Jesus has conquered the world and he lives inside of us. So we just want to reiterate, you know, these, these 14 things, 15 things that we've been talking about. I just want to quickly run through this. And, and I just want to, I know that we're, people are testing, you know, to see. And I just want us to make sure that we're testing positive with what the kingdom is and the kingdom stuff that's inside of us. So are we testing positive for faith? you know, over fear? Are we testing positive in this, that we're uh, a place where we're worshiping God over worry? We're, we're in the word, you know, we're, we're soaking in the word, we're pouring over the word, over the news, and the news is everywhere, right? Make sure we stay centered on the word, responding to the Father instead of reacting to the devil. Again, people are reacting everywhere. We just need to be responding primarily to what heaven is saying. We need to have trust over anxiety. We need to have peace, the peace of God over the panic. We need to have hope over despair. We need to have joy over discouragement, God's wisdom over human wisdom. I mean, community over isolation. You know, 
mercy, moving in mercy over judgment, God's kingdom over human government, God's power over man's wisdom, and life over death. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. What are we saying? What are we communicating? What are we verbalizing? We, just, we, we need to be speaking life all the time because when we speak life, the, the, the presence of heaven follows those words. And so we don't want to be cursing people. We don't want to be, what we want to be doing is we want to be speaking life. Speak life. Everyone just say it. I, speak life. We need to speak life over our country. We need to speak life over our president, over our vice president, over the task force, over, you know, the, those that are in authority over us. We need to be, be making declarations and speaking life. That's our role. Now, you're going to have all the negative vibes going on, but as believers, we need to be people who are speaking life in this situation right now, right where we're at. So hopefully we're, I don't want to say, but we're testing positive in those things in our spiritual DNA, in our, in, in our spiritual life, that we're testing positive with all these things, and these other things aren't ruling or dominating us. And I understand there are people who are like, you now some people are out of work, some people, I get it, and we're praying for you. Some people are like, been infected. We're praying for healing. These are the things that we need to be contending for and going and asking God for. So I just want to go ahead and, and, uh, and just read to you out of Romans chapter 14, verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit. You see it? The kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit. So those of us who have the Spirit of God inside of us, when we're born again, those of us who have the Spirit of God on us, qualifies us and, we, and moves us into the kingdom of God. So if you're born again, love Jesus, then you are part of the kingdom. You are sons and daughters of the living God. He, he rules and reigns in us and we rule and reign with him. I mean, there's great security for the sons and daughters of God to be living in and from the kingdom of God. So the greatest place to be relationally is in the presence of our Heavenly Father. The greatest place to be positionally is having the security and love and affection and the eyes of our Heavenly Father looking at us. The greatest place to be economically is in His kingdom. I've been talking about this for a long time. I didn't think I'd be standing on a, in a, on a Sunday morning doing this online, our online messaging and you know, basically the church empty. I'm just saying that the greatest investments right now that we can make is in God's economy. God's economy is not shaken. Now, the world's economy might be shaken, but God's economy is never shaken. It actually says in, I, can't, I think it's in Haggai chapter 1 and, or chapter 2, that there could be a shaking of the nations, but the kingdom of God is unshakable. That means that, that the economies of the world might be, you know, crumbling or maneuvering or power shifting or all this kind of stuff taking, you know, going on and taking place, but God's economy is solid. It's stable. 
It's unshakable. So where we need to be investing is in his kingdom and his economy. And I'm telling you what, if he can feed, you know, 3 million people for 40 years, and he can like bring manna from heaven and lay it on the ground and bring meat from heaven and lay it on the ground, he could take care of you. That's an Old Testament revelation. Like he could take care of us as well. So I just want to encourage you guys, like let's continue to invest in the kingdom economy. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 says, therefore, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. His kingdom is unshakable. And everybody said amen, right? His kingdom is unshakable. So we, we see in Scripture that our Father delivers Israel from Egypt, that our Father brings Israel into the promised land, that our Father delivers Israel from 10,000 warriors and 300 men. You see, our Father, he has the, you know, he uses a shepherd and a stone, a shepherd boy and a stone, and slays Goliath. We see deliverance of Daniel in the lion's den. We see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that are placed in the fire, in the furnace, and they're delivered by the hand of God. We see the Father who raises Jesus from the dead. I'm telling you, we serve a miracle-working, unshakable, Father in heaven who has an unshakable kingdom. So when things are stacked up against God's people, God always comes through. God always comes through. God doesn't sometimes come through. God doesn't on occasion come through. God always comes through. And he protects his people in the middle of something like this. And that's what I'm banking on, and that's what I'm believing on. I'll take his word over, over anything printed that our, that our government puts together or the world puts together. His word is unshakable. His kingdom is unshakable. And so we serve from this revelation that he is an unshakable God, and he has an unshakable kingdom. Let me just read to you out of um, Hebrews chapter 11. I just want to encourage you this morning. It says, but by faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. I'm reading verse 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell. Verse 32, and what shall I say? I do not have time to tell you about Gideon, about Barak, about Oberic, about Samson, about Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms administered justice and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions and quenched the fury of, and flames and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign enemies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. 
They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were destitute. They were, they were persecuted. They were mistreated. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes. And it, compared to this, we don't have it bad. I'm just saying, okay? These were commended by, for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. We have received what has been promised. Since God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they, would they be made perfect. And then I want to touch on verses, the first couple verses of chapter 12. Therefore, again, in, in the original text, they didn't, have, they didn't have chapters and verses. So you have to read this as a letter. You just have to read it as a, as a, a, a singular thought. So it's not like when we leave chapter 11, the hall of faith, that we're on to something new in chapter 12. So anytime you see a therefore, see what it's there for. Right? You, have to, you have to look up based on Hebrews chapter 11. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a cl great cloud of witnesses and those witnesses surround you, you, got, you have to get a picture that all of heaven are, is cheering us on in the place of faith. So we have the support of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, which is enough but above that, we have all of heaven cheering us on to stay anchored in an unshakable kingdom. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. I'm telling you, there's something around that particular passage of scripture that connects us to 2 Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name, you know, will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, then I'll come and I'll heal their land. I'm telling you, even in the midst of this chapter on faith, even in the midst of all that, we also see that the writer says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. So that's time for, for self-examination. That's time for us to, in this time, even in this, this shelter in place, where we just, we just turn our heart, we don't introspect to where we begin judging ourselves and condemning ourselves. We just turn, turn aside just for a moment and ask the Holy Spirit to turn, just, I don't know, I've got this picture of a flashlight, right? Turn on that and just kind of search our hearts. And if there's anything that comes up that we're quick, to get rid of that because that sin will just entangle us. It'll slow us down. And we don't want to be running this race with all these weights and all these things that are entangling us. We can't move. We can't. So judgment starts in the house of God, right? So we, we just get before the Lord and we say, search our heart. Doesn't have to be like you're sitting there for 15 minutes and you're like, oh, what is there? There's got to be something in me. It's just simply just resting in this place and say, Holy Spirit, is there anything that's entangling me or impeding me from moving forward? 
And it could be, uh, you know, an attitude that you have. It could be, you know, you're, you're, you haven't forgiven somebody fully or whatever. These are all big deals in the kingdom of God. Again, and he's a good dad, right? He's not sitting there in judgment, but he wants to free us. He wants to, he wants to take the things that are entangling us off, but that's part of us coming together with him and, and asking him and him revealing that to us. And so that's, uh, that's something that I just want to continue to put out there, that we, we search our hearts, right? So let's throw off. Everyone would just throw it off, maybe prophetically just like, ah, get rid of it. Throw off everything, not some things, everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. That's the, that's the problem there because sin easily gets us tangled up. All right, so we want to move away from that. And then he says, let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. And I just want us to let us run with perseverance. And we are in a season of perseverance. I mean, we're in a season where sometimes we feel like things are just, they're, with, they're, they're kind of out of reach, like beyond our control. And I just want you, I, I know I said this before, but I'm just telling you, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are not quarantined. We might be in this place where we're in this shelter in place, but the Spirit of God certainly isn't, and the Spirit of God in you isn't, and your, your prayers are not quarantined, your intercession is not quarantined, Praying in the Spirit is, is not under quarantine. In other words, we can still shape cities, counties, nations by resting in the presence of God in our homes, knowing that there's power behind our prayers. That as we send those prayers up, we're uniting those prayers with other prayers all over the place and we have these kingdom houses, we, call, we can call them ecclesia houses, ecclesia homes, whatever we want to call them. I'm just telling you that there are lights all over, the, all over the nation of people who are praying and interceding, and the prayer of the righteous avails much. And man, I just want to encourage you with that, all right? So let us run this race, this, let us run with perseverance the race that's marked out for us. I mean, for such a time as this, you and I are here. For such a time as this, you and I are here. And, and, the, and the, I'll just say this, and, and the world is under our watch. I know that's an interesting thing to say, isn't it? The world is under, I mean, if you take what Reese Howell says, well, I, I believe that history belongs to the intercessor then the world is under our watch. It's just, this is our time to be alive. And what are we going to do with our time? And so I would encourage you guys, yes, this is a race of, of perseverance right now. But it's been marked out for us. Like the Lord has raised you up for such a time as this. That means that, that us being here in this time is significant in the Father's heart because he raised you up for this time. That, that, that should add even more value to who you are in this season. 
And so this race that's marked, and then it says in verse 2, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. I think the New King James is the author and the finisher of our faith. So what's the, what, what are you trying to get at, PG? I'm trying to get at that, that, there's, that we are part of this unshakable kingdom. We've seen the testimony of what God has done through people of faith. I'll just say this, under an old covenant, that we're actually in a new covenant and that we are in this race. There's a cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on and we are to run this race with perseverance because it's been marked out for us. But here's the key. We have to keep fixing our eyes on Jesus. We have to keep fixing our eyes on Jesus. I I'm just want to say it again. We have to keep fixing our, our eyes on Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of our faith. So that means that we have to make sure that we're fixing our eyes on Jesus more than Instagram, more than news websites, more than Twitter feeds, more than Facebook. Whatever it is, we have to fix our eyes on Jesus so that we have faith to believe God for deliverance. We have faith to believe God that this thing will come to an end. So fix your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down um, at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary or lose heart. So I'm, I'm making a choice to not grow weary or lose heart because I am fixing my eyes on Jesus who's the author and the finisher of my faith. Let me just go ahead and and close with one other portion of Scripture. It's in Acts chapter 4. And if you want, you can go ahead and get your digital phones or get your Bibles or whatever whatever it is that you have in front of you. But I want to read to you out of Acts chapter 4. And there's just a very simple exhortation that I want us to, to focus on here. Verses 18 through 21, and then verses 24, and then kind of wrap it up with verse 27 through through, uh, 31. Verse 18. Okay, let me set the context. Someone just got healed at the gate. Beautiful. You know, um, Peter and John are before before the Sanhedrin. Again, that was the religious community of the day. They They were like a court system. There was an ecclesia of the day. And they were challenging the healing. And in verse 18, um, you know, at the, at the end of the proceeding, you know, they said they called them in again and commanded them 
not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him? That's a pretty bold statement. To listen to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking what we have seen and heard. What's our message? We cannot help speaking about who Jesus is and what he's done. Verse 21, after further threats, they let him go. And then verse 24, when they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God, keeping ourselves focused and our eyes fixed on Jesus and declaring Jesus unashamedly is really where we need to point ourselves. We can get caught up in all the political stuff that's taking place. Just make sure we keep the main thing the main thing and that we're actually declaring the name of Jesus and we're moving in power. Verse 27, indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided before should happen. Now here it is, again, very familiar portion of scripture. Now Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Where, where, where are we at right now? Last week I, I, I brought you that, that word about making sure that we don't that beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of Herod, right? Like make sure that we keep our house clean of the political and the religious spirit. And we see here in Acts chapter four, this is exactly what they did. They prayed, they were under persecution, right? I mean, Saul was going crazy, at, you know, he was like beginning to, to take Christians and he was beginning to torture them and he was like taking them out of their houses can you imagine that, right? People coming into our houses, pulling us out and torturing us. Some even haven't been being killed. And God forbid that we'd ever go that direction. But I'm just saying, what did they do? They didn't shrink back. They asked for more boldness. They didn't shrink back. They didn't get engaged. So much so on the religious political side, they kept their eyes fixed on Jesus. You guys, we live in an from an unshakable kingdom. It's the kingdom of God. And as we move through this, my exhortation is 
that he's a father. He will give us security and protection. He will, his economy is there for us. We draw from him. We rest in that place. We, we come to him and we're, we're abiding with him in John 15. And our eyes are fixed on Jesus in the middle of all this stuff that's going on that we're being people of prayer and that we actually prioritize proclaiming his name. Let's be people who proclaim the name of Jesus in the middle of all this. Let's be people who have this assurance. Can we, can we just, my exhortation is, if you haven't, rise up. Like, rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up. Come out of all the muck. Go higher, Revelation chapter 4. There's a door there above the clouds, and it's like, go higher, live from the place of heaven and this unshakable kingdom. Yes, the kingdoms of the world are being shaken. Economies are being shaken. But friend, you are not being shaken. That we actually live from a place that is unshakable. And to be intentional about keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus, pray and activate. Go, go, go in the boldness of the Lord. Go and proclaim Jesus in every opportunity. I mean, this is what we're learning. This is what we're learning. We're not gathering in the building, but you're ecclesia, right? We legislate heaven to earth. We move. We have, we have like little communities all over the Bay Area. And that's where he's planted you and he's called you. He has commissioned you. Just receive the commission. Just receive the commission. Just receive the commission. And let's just have confidence this week in an unshakable kingdom. Amen? Well, let me pray for you. And let me just wrap this up in prayer and, and, um, and believing that, that I hope everybody's in that place. But just be reassured again. If you're not, step back in. Just step back in. Just tweak a few things. Get back in to where God wants you to be. Father, thank you for our amazing revival family. Thank you for the world changers that are viewing this. And I just would exhort each and every single person that's viewing, listening, that we have this confidence in a king and a kingdom. And we live from this place of a kingdom that is unshakable and that we actually, as we fix our eyes on Jesus, can bring others into the very same place. The scripture says that the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Once the kingdom of God is demonstrated and made known, people are going to want to come into it. It's almost violent. We want to be a good representation of the kingdom of God and Jesus, our Savior. And we want to be in this place of rest and abiding, but be forceful, not, not passive, be forceful in moving out in kingdom authority.
Father, I just pray blessings on every single person this week. I just pray that you would meet their every need in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would give them rest. I pray that your face would shine upon them. I pray, God, that that as we step into this thing even further, that you would give us both wisdom and revelation. We need wisdom now like we've never needed it before. We need revelation now like we've never needed it before. We need it. We're asking you for it. And we ask, God, that you would, you would lead us. May we not be reacting people, but be responding to the voice of our Father and to what heaven is doing. In the name of Jesus. I just pray, lastly, for every single person who is struck down with any sense of anxiety, you know who you are. You can just put your hand over your heart and just say, Father, fill me with the peace of God that goes beyond all understanding. Fill me now. Fill me now. Fill me now. I would just encourage you to just read Romans 5, 5. Let the love of God fill you. Live from a place of receiving. You don't have to work for it. Just receive it. Slow down enough to receive. Even when you're driving in your car, you're taking a walk in your neighborhood, just ask the Father to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And he will. He will. And so, Lord, we just pray again, lastly, for our, our country, our, our pres- all those that are in authority over us. We ask, Lord, for you would give them divine wisdom, prophetic dreams, encounters. Lord, bring the right people around other people, task force. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you. We thank you that we live from and pray from our confidence in this unshakable kingdom. In the name of Jesus. Thanks again for listening. For more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to our channel. God bless.